0: Welcome to the South MIMS U podcast. In this episode, we're talking about security blankets for the digital age. To help me unravel the threads of this concept is our head of fashion technology, Hank Mortimer. Hank, welcome.
1: Nice joke. Sorry? Unravel the threads of the concept. Nice. Though perhaps unpick would have been better. Oh yeah, I see. Unpick. Or or maybe unstitch. That suggests a loose thread and consequently a badly made garment. Something we would not tolerate at South Mim's U.
0: Of course not. Before we get to the radically new concept which your fashion designers have come up with, let's start at the beginning, shall we?
1: You mean with that cold terror which a young child feels in the dead of night when the house is quiet except for the random creaking of an ancient Victorian sideboard, which always sounds like an intruder creeping up the stairs to murder you in bed? Well, maybe not as far back as that. That's where the need for a security blanket comes from, the terrors of childhood, the feeling of helplessness or exclusion, loneliness, the utter yawning chasm of time, which seems to be impassable.
0: Okay, but I was talking about where the concept of the security blanket came from.
1: The concept comes from the need. The desperate need for comfort in a world of giants who drink too much gin and knock each other about before retiring to their rooms to moan and groan on a creaking bed for no apparent reason. Hank, let's talk about where the phrase security blanket came from, shall we? Sure. It's a phrase which was used in the military to describe measures or sanctions which protected secrets, and in turn... That came from an actual blanket, which was used in the 1920s to secure a child in its cot or bed, so it didn't fall out. So it's a specific thing? Yes. Blanket. An actual blanket? An actual blanket used to secure the child. Right. Of course, you could have just tied the child up like my parents did. They tied you up? Only till I was 11. Okay. But... The real meaning of security blanket, the one we use today, comes from the Peanuts cartoon by Charles M. Schultz, which ran from 1950 to 2000. In fact, it still runs, but Schultz, the cartoonist and writer, died in 2000.
0: We're talking Snoopy and Charlie Brown and Lucy and Linus Van Peltz, right?
1: We are. They were an important part of Western culture during the 50s, 60s, and 70s, especially. There were movies, books, TV shows, and endless forms of merchandise. Yeah, it was a funny cartoon. Funny, but serious. Philosophical. Often painfully true, especially about the human condition, or maybe I should put it this way, the child's sense of being lost in a world where it's hard to make sense of what adults do to each other and to them.
0: Hence the need for a security blanket.
1: Hence the need for something to take away the pain and the terror and act as a shield against the unknown. You paint a very dark picture of childhood. Childhood is a dark place.
0: Okay, so Schultz invented the modern idea of the security blanket.
1: No, he didn't invent it. He popularized it. Oh, of course. How did that happen? He was at dinner with friends, one of whom had taken a course with the British psychologist Douglas Winnicott, who described the phenomenon of what he called the transitional object. During the evening of the dinner, Schultz had taken a soft toy bunny from his host's little daughter and hidden it. Girls unhappy, and Schultz quickly returned the toy. His friend explained that Winnicott had theorized that a toy or object, like a special blanket which the child carries around obsessively, represents both a toy and the parent, and so provides a sense of comfort and security to the child.
0: Yes, yes, I see. I had a special frog when I was little. A a purple frog with big yellow eyes.
1: What, like that one in your desk?
0: Uh, Oh, yes, yes, I I still have it.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: Uh, It's just for old time's sake.
1: Do you want me to get it for you? You look a little uneasy. No, 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 (laughs) of course not. So. Go on, go on, yes. So, Schultz had the idea to create Linus Van Peltz. The little brother of Lucy. And in fact, the name Van Peltz was the name of the friends at which Schultz was having dinner that night.
0: Fascinating. He used their name for those characters.
1: He did. They spelt the Van with a capital V. And the cartoon strip, well, in the cartoon strip, he used a lowercase v. That's the only difference. Amazing. Little Linus, looking lost and forlorn, with his blue blanket over the side of his face and his thumb in his mouth, became an enduring image.
0: Yes, I- I can see it now.
1: I'm holding up a picture of him now.
0: Yes, yes, you are.
1: So, Linus proved very popular, and that led many people to believing that Charles Schultz had coined the term. But, in fact, he never used it in the cartoon strip. It was always Linus's blanket. But it entered into popular culture as something that he'd invented, almost, right? Yes, Even though, for eons, children have latched onto objects or items of clothing or fabric for security, as Winnicott described in his work, but Linus and his blue blanket became a shorthand for that eternal truth. It shows the power of popular culture. Indeed, it does. And, in fact, isn't the blanket now called a Linus blanket by many people? Mainly Americans of a certain age. American boomers. They grew up with peanuts, and so the term used by them is used by them especially but yes it's a term that's in regular use and then there was that movie the producers yeah leo bloom the poor timid accountant dominated by max bialystock the failed broadway producer i love it when he takes out his
0: little blue blanket
1: blue blankie
0: blue blankie yes and rubs it on his cheek to calm down it's very funny
1: funny and horrifying at the same moment yeah
0: so what you're saying is we all need a security blanket, a Linus blanket, a blue blankie. A little purple froggy, yes. And what's this got to
1: do with the digital age and tech-enabled fabrics? A lot. You see, the transitional object that Winnicott described or the blue blankie that Leo Bloom used don't have to be soft toys or pieces of cloth. They could be technological objects, too. How so? There's a very good paper called And this is a long title, so I need to take a breath. The use of smartphones as a digital security blanket. The influence of phone use and availability on the psychological and physiological responses to social exclusion. Long, but impressive sounding. Very impressive sounding. It's by Hunter Hooker Rolader et al. Who's the et al.? Other people. It all means other people.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought it sounded like someone from Israel or something. What? Oh, oh, sorry, nothing. Um, oh, did I say the wrong thing?
1: Here, hold your purple froggy. Thank you. paper was published in the journal Psychosomatic Medicine, volume 80, May 2018. Right. Forgive me for being precise, but academics need to be. You could be as precise as you want to be, Hank. Thank you. I will. Now, the paper recounted their research into the idea that the digital smartphone... That device we carry about all day long and even sleep with is a modern equivalent of a security blanket, especially when we find ourselves in a tense or threatening situation or, most pertinent to this article, when we feel socially excluded.
0: Yeah, yeah, I always notice that when there's something awkward going on, like on a train, for instance, and a homeless person starts asking for money or someone is drunk or having an argument, people all look down at their phones or take them out and look at them. I actually think it was just to pretend to be preoccupied.
1: Well, because they're nervous, they're tense, they don't know what might happen, so they take comfort in the feel of the phone. It's bright light, it's colours, and it's potential to take them away from the weir- real world, the tense moment on the train, and shield them from what could be a very bad situation. It gives them security. So, it's a security blanket? A digital security blanket, yes. And this research proved that? Well, you can never prove anything, but it showed that adults do use the phone as a way of reassuring themselves. You mentioned social exclusion. Why why is that important? Children get very tense and upset when they feel as if they're being excluded from the group. We all remember that, don't we? Being left behind at a tree counting up to 100 while your friends run away to hide. They don't hide. They just run away and leave you totally alone in a deserted park that strange man sitting on a bench trying not to look at you. Uh, Did that happen to you? I'm just painting a picture. Okay. Well, that happens to us all our lives in more subtle ways. As an adult, it's very easy to feel excluded from a conversation, from a group of colleagues at work, or when they never pick you for the five-a-side team. So the phone gives us a place to retreat to? It gives us comfort. As the paper says, it provides us with a portal into our social group. The people who do want to talk to us, or at least say they do. That all sounds fascinating.
0: But how does this relate to your work in the fashion department?
1: Well, there's an obvious link. Is there? A security blanket is made of fabric. Technology is increasingly being introduced into fabrics, and so... Yes? We've designed a smartphone that's made out of a soft tufted fabric, the kind you'd find in a thick onesie or a pair of comfy slippers.
0: Sorry, a a phone made out of cloth? Fabric. A fabric smartphone?
1: Yes, a fabric smartphone. Of course, it has hard bits, the screen, the buttons, and so on, but the cloth, the fabric, has nanotechnology, which can process information. But what about the battery? Well, that's the really clever part. The cloth is the battery. The University of Hong Kong had been working on a yarn that includes rechargeable zinc nanofibers. Gets complicated, and I'm no scientist, but there's something about yarn coated with zinc and yarn coated with manganese dioxide, which act as an anode and cathode, respectively, to deliver a charge to the phone, and, this is where it gets clever, flexing the fabric generates a charge so you don't have to plug the phone into a main so often. It's really clever. It's science fiction. Actually, not even Star Trek predicted that. No, even Star Trek, you're right. Another 1960s cultural product, which was the only show to get the mobile communicator right. But not the fabric security blanket phone. That's what we're going to bet in next week. What are you going to call it? We don't know yet. The branding students in the business school are working on that right now. But I like the name the Linus phone. I think that'll work with our target demographic. Right, Linus, Yeah.
0: Though, isn't there a tech forum called Linus, or, or run by someone called Linus?
1: There is, and we hope he'll review the phone when it comes out. Do you have one you can show me? This is our blue blankie Linus model.
0: Oh, that's amazing. It, it looks like um, a glove or, or a thick sock rolled up. Unroll it. Incredible. That's the screen and, and the buttons. But, but they're, like, soft, really soft. Go ahead. Put it to your ear. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's like it's like having a warm blanket on your cheek. It, it,
1: it's it's really comforting. It's your blue blanket, your security blanket.
0: Huh. I really feel like sucking my thumb.
1: You can put the purple froggy down now. Oh yeah, sure. No need for Frankie Froggy. Oh, sorry, Frankie. The paper I mentioned showed that just having a mobile phone helps you alter negative psychological and physiological responses associated with social exclusion. And this Linus phone doubles, trebles that effect. I want one. Can I have one? When it goes into mass production, I'll make sure you get one.
0: Is it connected to a network?
1: The phone, I mean? Not yet, but it's going to be 5G enabled and you can even play music from it. Fabric also acts as a speaker. Awesome. Well, Hank Mortimer, I think
0: you're a genius. Oh, please. No, really, this is brilliant. Thank you. So,
1: there's no need for your purple froggy anymore? Don't touch him. Put him down. P- please. Sorry. I understand. Okay, okay. Forgive me.
0: It's all this talk of security blankets. It's put me a little on edge. And and the soft, comforting feeling your phone gave me. I, I just don't want to break the spell. So it's probably time to end this episode of the South MIMS U podcast. Thank you for listening and whatever your security blanket might be, give it a hug and look out for the Linus phone. It's going to change the world. Goodbye.